Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Unauthorized Cinnamon, a Deadwood podcast. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Hardin. I'm Harry J. Perales, the other. And today we're taking on episode nine of season two, Amalgamation and Capital. Mr. Fucking Amalgamation and Capital. <laughs> I did a lot of looking that up, like trying to look up like Hume. I, I, I couldn't find it. I think I'd have to actually read yeah. a lot of Hume, which I'm not. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, this is kind of a two-parter, sort of, with the next episode, because uh, they take place over the course of one day, a lot like the premiere, and, like, we, we there's a lot of talk about, like, oh, each episode of Deadwood takes place over the course of one day, oh, except for this one, <laughs> and except for the, it's like, so it doesn't, like, it just, <laughs> a lot of them do, and that's neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a show just like every other show. <laughs> no. It's nothing special. Uh, before we get started, we're just going to say thanks to everyone that's subscribed. If you haven't subscribed on iTunes or whatever Android people use, hey. uh, go ahead <laughs> go ahead and uh, people with your... Look at me with that scornful... Inferior product. <laughs> I really don't care. But, uh, much cheaper product. It is much cheaper. Yeah, it is. I I agree. You get what you pay for. Uh, and whatever you use to subscribe, subscribe on there. Leave reviews and ratings. Those help us out a lot. We've got a lot of uh, heat behind us. We just need to uh, keep climbing them charts. Uh, but anyway, we open up in the Bullock house and William's coming down the stairs. He tells Seth good morning and Seth asks, like, are you uh, permitted coffee? Uh, <laughs> are you sometimes permitted coffee? Yes, such a we are normal family talking. Yeah. <laughs> There's this great like Seth tries to like make a joke to lighten things up. It's it's very cute of Seth trying to be like, is this the morning? Do you suppose the tip of this lamp, like an Indian's spear, goes under the top of my head? Well, I'm just like I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> which is. That's kind of that's kind of been how he's talked to William the whole series is where he says something very serious. You're like, oh, 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 that was a joke. Yeah. Oh, you're you're being nice to me. Like, Look, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but uh, he he asks him like, how's the coffee? Like, is it compared with the way your mother makes it? And that's when William says like, no, it's it's a my my dad used to make it. So then Seth sits him down. He wants to talk a bit about his brother, Robert, I believe mm-hmm. his name. And it turns out that Seth hasn't, Seth didn't know Robert basically at all. Yeah, I think he, he left when he was like nine or eleven. Nine. Yeah, nine. Yeah. Um, but uh, they they talk a little bit and he says, oh, we like to make duck calls. He was good at duck calls and like to sing, which is like really cool like i don't know that's cool to me <laughs> you started laughing yeah. i was like mm. <laughs> no no i'm just saying i'm just picturing like seth doing that <laughs> that's what i'm laughing <laughs> yeah. like, like <laughs> cowboy yodeling <laughs> but uh uh oh I, I loved his little do you have time to sit a bit and william's like i suppose i might do having chopped the kindling last evening like he's such a little little adult gentleman little he's man like, well i suppose i've Gotten ahead on my chores, so <laughs> I suppose I have some time to sit and talk. Uh, but Martha is coming down the stairs, and she kind of stops at the top and just starts listening. And you remember we left the last episode. It was like one of the last scenes where she really rips Seth a new one about, like, <laughs> the idea of sleeping with you was poisonous to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and this is where she... I think maybe it's a little quick that she... <laughs> That she kind of uh, warms up to him. Mm-hmm. But I think the William storyline apparently was accelerated. So maybe she had to start the process of warming this up. Oh, did he ask for more money too? <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I don't want to start no. According to Jim Beaver in the comments, he said the scuttlebutt around camp was that it was similar to the floor and Miles situation. But, like, he says, like, look, it has nothing to do with the kid. Like, this is like agents, you know. <laughs> it wasn't that kid's like, you got to give me that paper, Milch. Is <laughs> <laughs> that we're heading to Disney? <laughs> yeah. They want me over in uh, in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Seth uh, 
is kind of talking to him and he's he's saying hey maybe we can call ducks together and it's the start of Seth trying to be a real dad yeah. which is you know, very charming and, and nice but Charlie interrupts them and he says they have to go see the business they have to go talk to Moe's manual uh Seth tells William of like some good places he might go and like, hey, maybe you can show me how to call ducks. And then Martha kind of like rushes down and say goodbye because mm-hmm. you know she's like, hey, look, I'm sorry yeah. about calling you poisonous. And Seth just kind of looks at her and walks away. Yeah, he's Doesn't. natural as ever. Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> <you> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and when Al's office, Eb comes in his uh. Tooth still hurts. He's been prostrated by the agonies of the damned. <laughs> uh, Al is <laughs> mad that he EB was at a commission when Blazanov showed up, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, "What were you doing? Like, like I needed you to get in good with this guy." And EB's just like, "Oh, sorry, Al. <laughs> you know, the tooth's falling out." Um, he tells him to like. EB, like, make friends with this Blazanov, which this kind of uh, punctures a bit of a hole in that Al is a genius theory. Is like, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to send an agent on a mission to befriend, yeah. You, uh, what is it that Sugar says? You have to pick the right tool <laughs> in No Country for Old Men. Oh, like, yeah, you have to yeah, pick sure. the right tool, but you just pick one tool. He gave the Mexicans a receiver. He feels, he felt that the more people looking... That's foolish. You pick the one right tool. Uh, Picking E.B. to befriend someone is like trying to, like, put in a nail with a... Oh, I don't know, a bolt. (laughs) 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 Dan comes in, he's got the pioneers, like, oh, you might want to take a look at this. EB's leaving. <laughs> uh, he's, he tells EB, like, yeah, you won't miss Blazanov. He's living at Merrick. He looks like the prize at a carnival. <laughs> and so EB good. goes, what a delightful image to carry away with me. <laughs> like, trying to, like, warm up to Al. And we see later that he's kind of, like, feeling like EB is still left out. Uh but Al takes out his uh, reading glasses, and again, he like, gives Dan the stink eye, like, yeah, I got some reading glasses. You want to <laughs> say something, uh, motherfucker? Uh, but we cut to the Bell Union for the continuation of this Pioneer storyline, <laughs> and Sai is just immediately like, this is Al just planted this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I think... Uh, tw- one of the horse comes, I think it's Twyla. Twyla. Or Tess. Tess. And it's okay. actually uh, Powers Booth's daughter. Yeah. And that's like, it's really awkward later in the episode, which will. Uh, but Tess comes down and says uh, he wants $500 more and said that he, he offered her $100 to bring him the $500. Mm-hmm. And Sai is pissed off, like, hey, tell him to come down to the tables and get it here so we can, like, you know, we can try and win some of this back. Yeah. And like he's just like asking for his two hundred thousand just like installments <laughs> of him to just like look at it, uh, as Sai says. And that's when Seth and Charlie walk in, uh, and we have a brief uh true detective season three. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> uh they walk in, they want to talk to Mose, and he's like uh Sai's like, Tell <laughs> tell tell Mose that Sheriff Bullock wants to give his condolences among the games of chance <laughs> uh he gives uh he also says all these rumors sheriffs swirling around you how do you keep your hat on like with the pioneer story about montana um in alma's room there's there's some tension between alma and ellsworth he uh asked her to sign here and like just put an ag there and she's kind of like are you going to tell me what AG stands for? Like what jargon that is? Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, your, so, your initials as your, your initials. <laughs> She's like, I see. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
She also asks if the money is on its way and like, what about the safe? And they're coming in today from Denver. Uh, she's kind of like uh, trying to make up for being smart with him by saying like, I guess, uh, does it show me more stupid that I don't know what they're doing? He's like, I, please don't do that. <laughs> like, that, that like, I, I, I don't know what to say when you're behaving this way. Um, she starts to feel sick. She, uh, she gives Ellsworth a letter to take to Al. Uh, he, he asks, like, is there anything else we can <laughs> talk about? Anything at all. <laughs> but she says no one goes to barf, which is just like. <laughs> I'll be on my way. You know, those things, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's one of those times like, you know, it's not directly about you, but just like having your proposal of marriage brought up and then the lady goes and pukes yeah. <laughs> like it's not great for the ego but uh next the chaise ami uh joni pulls <laughs> there's a great shot joni pulls up the curtains and there's <laughs> jane's face plastered against the window <laughs> uh it's also that great when joni like knocks on the door and opens it and jane answers as the <laughs> <laughs> so Joni's like entering yeah. Jane's place. Who is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, there was an interesting she thing she she said. Like she got to the chaise on me last night, and she said she didn't want to come in in the dark because uh, she didn't want to come across her if she was lying there dead. She says scared that way since I was small, which we talked before about like things that have happened to Jane in the past. Yeah, like what might put this fear of discovering a live body in the, or a dead body. Yeah. <laughs> opposite. Opposite things. <laughs> yeah, Finding a dead body in the darkness. Like, Oh, it's just one of those things that I've been scared of since I was a kid. It's like, Jesus, what happened to you? Just, just a weird little quirk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, one of those things, you yeah. uh, monster in the closet, finding dead bodies. <laughs> uh, there's also the great line of like Jane snippy on my twat. <laughs> um, we hear like a little whinny and then we, that moves us over to the, the livery. Like they've got this Jane sees that they've got this wild stallion, uh, on their hands. Fields has caught this horse. He wants to, uh, sell it to the, to the cavalry for a hundred bucks. But the ha uh, cavalry will want it castrated first. Mm -hmm. uh, Hostetler doesn't want to do it now because like the moon isn't right. Uh, but General Fields is like, I I'm not going to wait for some fucking moon. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> there's, <laughs> I like Fields' little whispering to the horse. Like, now remember. If you want to take it out on someone, it was some very dark-skinned white folks that cut you. <laughs> uh, okay, now we're in the gym, and we see Johnny showing this whore. Her name is Jenny. Uh -huh. How to read. <laughs> you sent me a screen cap that made me busted. <laughs> uh, that might show up later on our Twitter and Facebook, yeah. if you guys follow us at Deadwood Pod. <laughs> Uh, Al is reading the paper and everything that Merrick has put in about the rumors of Montana. Uh, he's also just adding, like, Merrick is also in, like, oh, maybe DC will make the hills their own state. And, like, Johnny is like, with well, Deadwood is center of operations. Like, he, he's like, oh, we can work in the Capitol. <laughs> like, uh,. <laughs> Al has a great line of like, don't spread your legs for him yet. Just yet, Johnny. What with Mexico and fucking France yet to be heard from. <laughs> so Merrick's gone way overboard with every uh, suitor for the territory. But back in the Pioneer, Merrick has no reservations about what he's done. He's very excited. Mm -hmm. He thinks he's per like produced a work of art. <laughs> He's uh, printing extra copies to keep up with what he is sure will be a lot of interest. Uh, Merrick wants to take a walk, but Blazanov doesn't want to leave his apparatus. Uh, Evie tells Merrick, like, hey, why don't you go walk by yourself? Mm -hmm. <laughs> me, and, me and my friend Blazanov will get to know each other. He's curious about the, you know, the machine. Yeah, yeah. He wants to learn about <laughs> all of its mysteries. Yeah. 
That's when Isringhausen comes in to send a telegram. There's, there's a great, you seem uncowed by Mr. Blazanov's apparatus. Are you initiate in its mysteries? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Man, like, I wish Sarah Paulson could have stayed around. <laughs> yeah. Which Al kind of says later, too. Like, we had five of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, back of the gym, Merrick comes down. Waiting to be greeted as a conquering hero. <laughs> like, he's uh, like, Al, I've just got done printing many extra copies. Uh, Al kicks Dan. Like, okay, there's another thing. Dan, for the last few episodes, hasn't had a lot to do. Mm-hmm. But, like, every time we cut to Dan, W.R. Brown is, like, doing so well with whatever he gets. <laughs> and Dan does the thing where, like... Al wants to start in on some performance, and Dan just wasn't prepared. He's like, what, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's when, you know, Al launches into his, you know, like, shouldn't a chef, if he's going to, like, <laughs> put out a bunch of lies, like, season, you know, uh, there should be some dashes of truth to season the falsehoods so that the customer's palate doesn't rebel or, and all this stuff. And Merrick is just like horribly offended and al walks off and like looks back at merrick like bitch and (laughs) dane has the line of the episode to me (laughs) i'd like the ball scores a little more fucking prompt (laughs) (laughs) dane is a man after my own heart Mm -hmm. uh merrick is like so we've reached the point where merrick is just like gone all in on the fact that he's done a great job and he doesn't want to hear any criticism and like <laughs> even if it's like correct he's just like al i think we should have a discussion <laughs> and al's like all right well uh, god damn it um he chases al up the stairs and he, he demands that they like we better have talk about this but uh downstairs ellsworth has showed up and he's not happy about having delivered this letter mm-hmm. uh because he's like i don't know what they're doing i don't like them like working together this is i don't i don't like the looks of this he says i'm not gonna wait and he's like give this to him and he better not try anything shitty <laughs> with all my uh we're inside al's office and al like tries to start off like complimenting merrick he's like Look, everything that you put in there is very possible. Like, he's like, that's, I want you to hear that as a, as a compliment. And Merrick's just like, if so, what's the first from your lips? <laughs> like, Merrick, God. Uh, and he's like trying to calm him and be like, look, your paper is a really good instrument for us. But if you just print it all at once, it's going to be too obvious. And then mm-hmm. it's just going to be no use. And Merrick is still like high on adrenaline <laughs> and he like wants to drink. He's like, I like my fucking liquor. <laughs> and Al says, Trayton, you that gave me early hope. <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> I love that. Like, I, I feel like part of the reason Merrick's on like an adrenaline high is because he's found like this purpose to help out and. He goes on this thing. He's like, I like getting my hands dirty and yeah. like doing this work because I like being stained by ink. Like, Give it a smell. Yeah. <laughs> I was just goes, no. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And he has a line like worst ways to spend a night putting shoulder to a fucking idea. Like mm-hmm. it's not just running camp stories about like, oh, there was a uh, shooting today and mm-hmm. uh, there's a new hardware store in town. Like, now there's, like, an actual, like, a game afoot, you know? Um, EB is outside, and he's waiting around. He grows impatient and said, look, there's something you need to to uh, construe. He tells him about Isringhausen sending a telegram. He's also been horribly scandalized by her language. <laughs> it's like, the school teacher <laughs> using, telling me to... to copulate with myself yeah (laughs) um now we have a scene at the bullock house in this garden william is planting some sunflower seeds he has a few left over from when they lived in i think it was kansas Mm -hmm. which makes sense michigan was it they lived in michigan before okay they talk about 
Oh, uh, it was like our, our garden from when we were in Fort oh, okay. Fort something. Because in Michigan they were with Martha's family, I think, and I think <clears throat> for a while they were. It was a sunflower, so I guess Kansas. <laughs> I could be completely wrong, but anyway, he's got some sunflower seeds. Uh, he used to have a jar full of them, but that broke, and it's kind of like you know this kid has so few left. Like his dad's gone; he's been moved out to yeah. fucking South Dakota, <laughs> you know. Uh, and all he has is these three little sunflower seeds, and he wants mm-hmm. to start, you know, start making a new life, literally yeah. and yeah. figuratively. Um. Martha goes out and she wants to. Oh, and and William has a line of like, "Father liked the sunflowers. Maybe Mister Bullock will too." Which is, mm. oh, that is so heartbreaking and sweet. Yeah. Uh, and Martha says, "Okay, well, let's plan it together." Um, which is really lovely. So let's let's just like hang on to that, like, <laughs> like just let that marinate in us for a while. The the nice bit. Uh, but now we get Seth and Charlie interviewing Mose. Uh, Mose is not, uh, cooperative. Nope. He's not cooperating. Uh, he says, uh, fuck yourself. Don't act entitled to answers. <laughs> like, he doesn't have to answer anything. He just answers everything he says with fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seth and Charlie, like, they, they clearly... Like to everyone, and later on, like Tom Nuttall was like, the, he died like the exact same day, like two mm. hours before he sold. Yeah, their their shared what? Like, I mean, obviously <laughs> something's going on. Uh, Mo's just, I mean, won't answer. Walcott comes in and says, like, look, I have to report a death, and he just says a Cornishman mm-hmm. who had stolen something and was <clears throat> running away, and they shot him and. You know, they don't even like name the guy, just like a Cornishman. That's when Charlie busts out his it's all fucking amalgamation and capital, ain't it, Walcott? Uh for a moment like Walcott gets excited, like You've read Hume? Or <laughs> See, uh, you read it that way uh-huh. and I think the A V Club also said like, oh, he was he kind of respected Charlie for knowing mm-hmm. the terms. And like I didn't see it that way. Really? I saw it like he saw right through him saying that and he's like you have no idea what that means and he's just like oh are you a student of hume uh of smith a disciple of karl marx like i kind of the same way that he needles <laughs> mose later on yeah where he's like oh what you what else do you want you want your youth back you want your brother back mm-hmm. it's just like yeah oh amalgamation and capital like oh yeah you uh you read a lot of hume do you charlie utter on the <laughs> on the trail to spearhead or whatever spearfish <laughs> Uh, so I could be wrong, but yeah, that would be, that would be, that makes sense that like he met Joni and was yeah. like, oh my God, someone who's smart. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how I read it. Um, <laughs> I have a similar situation where that happened where, uh, I forget what I said, but I was somewhere with some, with a friend of mine and a friend of theirs and I said something, I don't know what it was. And then they looked at me and were like, this is water. This is water. David like, Foster Wallace. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, what the... F-? And then I realized, oh, wait, no, it was uh, David Foster Wallace, yeah. Uh, but, 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 yeah, Charlie's basically pissed off that, mm-hmm. like, Walcott can just, like, kill anyone. Yeah. And there's, like, nothing he can do about it. And he's also mad that, like, Mose has done this thing, clearly just for money from this guy. Yeah. He As he's leaving, he's like, sure got to you, didn't he, Mose? Like, he'll kill you, too, before, you know... Which he's kind of wrong about, but also uh, correct. Yeah. But for different reasons. There's there's a shot of Psy looking down at Moe's after what Charlie said. Like, sure mm-hmm. got to you, didn't you, yeah, Moe's? Yeah. There's like a shot of like Psy and, and uh, like he, Tess kind of moves in mm-hmm. as Charlie says that. Yeah. Like, it, like Psy's like, go see to Moe's. The first time I watched it, it was just like, all right, let's calm this down. But like, it kind of like impressed me as more like, let's tamp down those feelings and Mo's of like guilt and like, let's hypnotize him a little bit of like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 don't worry about that. Don't think yeah. about how you killed your brother. Just <laughs> keep getting horror. Why don't you try some roulette? Like, yeah. 
Is is this the same? Uh, is the end of this scene where uh, like he sticks his hands through Tessa's legs? <laughs> I was watching. I think that's later. Oh, okay. No. Or is it? I don't know. Let me uh, take a second because I know I wrote that down. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. No, it, it is the scene. Oh, okay. Because I wrote the toast scene. Okay. It's like, let me just get my hands through here so I can secure my fucking toast. Yeah. And I, I looked at Paris Booth in that moment and he just like stomps. Like, he, he does not look pleased that that was like an improv or something. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> Paris Booth does not look pleased. And I don't know if that's because you would imagine Sai would just be like, <laughs> you know, whatever. But Paris Booth does not look happy at <laughs> that. That is daughter. I, like, now, I, I remembered like, the way Tess reacts, it's like mm-hmm. a very good look of shock. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was just really good acting, but I wonder now. Mm-hmm. Outside, Charlie tells Seth that he's going to leave camp. He's like, I'm out of this fucking camp. He has to deliver a letter to Bill's wife. Mm-hmm. Bill's Bill's letter. He's also mad that he got it from Walcott. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe, like, you'll never guess where I got it. I, this guy, is, he says, money must buy these bastards any fucking thing they want because he's watched Walcott basically buy the life of three women mm-hmm. uh, and bought a cover up and bought, you know, he just gets to do whatever the hell he wants. Mm-hmm. And he even got Bill's like last letter, which yeah. is just feels like such a, a violation of, of, of a person. Um, he goes like it's all just fucking amalgamation and capital. <laughs> What's the import of that expression? <laughs> Do I look like I know? <laughs> uh, and he says some big shot Eastern magazine reporter interviewing Bill said that's what's changing things around. And I tried to like, I really was like, that must mean something for what's going on in Deadwood. But I mean, you know, I, I wondered maybe if he was misremembering the phrase, if it's amalgamation of capital. Mm-hmm. Of like you know all these huge interests were joining together, and it's not you know all these huge monopolies yeah. instead of you know a bunch of small businesses owning, mm-hmm. and that especially for the time makes sense. With all these mm-hmm. you know robber barons, yeah, Hearst and like Carnegie and Rockefeller and all that. Mm-hmm. But I, I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I tried a lot of different places, but I, I'm guessing it means just like this coagulation of of money towards the top yeah, yeah. <laughs> leaving nothing for everyone below i mean you know basically hearst you know just getting all of these like you know claims to himself you know? yeah yeah so. um duh, he tell he also tells seth like I, I don't know what's gonna become of jane like he which i thought was kind of interesting because jane's kind of better now Mm-hmm. Like her relationship with Joni has already mm-hmm. turned her around, basically. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, uh, well, because I, I, I still think uh, the way Charlie saw her last, where she was really, really messed up and didn't know like what, uh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I meant to say that like mm-hmm. we know that Jane is better, but yeah, Charlie, Charlie isn't. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. That the show keeps Charlie in that state and not just like. <laughs> Jane's better now. Let's not worry about that. They still make Charlie. Charlie loses uh, the news, much like the mail. <laughs> like he, <laughs> he doesn't get the messages he needs to. <laughs> um, but Seth says that he'll look after her, which <laughs> Seth is not going to do. But <laughs> he doesn't have to. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, Charlie also said, "Don't worry about Moe's. Like he'll get what's coming to him. Like, yeah. which is uh, you know foreshadowing." And like, uh, he'll be the judge of himself, just like the fucking most of us. <laughs> this was really interesting. I think Martin Williams show up. They brought Seth his lunch, which is a nice little olive branch after their last meeting. And yeah. right from that, it cuts to Alma looking out her window. You kind of go like, oh, is Alma seeing this? And she's mm. jealous now. But she's not looking at that. She's looking at the stagecoach from Denver. Yeah. And it's like. All right, that's where we are now. Yeah. Like that, that's over. She has a fucking bank to run, and that's her concern. Yeah, uh, which I thought was was really cool. But back at the chaise on me, Jane is asleep inside this time. <laughs> Joni is cleaning up the the bourbon bottle. She offers Jane a bath, and and Jane's actually like, I, I might do that, which is a very small thing, but I think, um, 
says a lot about where Jane is, where she's like, you know what? I think I might actually clean myself off. Yeah. Um, they make like some awkward small talk about like oh, a big place you got here. Like uh, she mentioned mentions that Eddie thought that the, the it was a cooperage before and the cooper they brought it from Eddie was like this guy's just one season ahead of himself. If he if he'd stick around, like he would have been been rich by now. Yeah. Uh, but Jane is kind of like the way you're situated here. Like I'm sure you'll reopen pretty soon and. Joni's just like, you'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> but uh, I don't know. then Joni asked Jane to stay with her. She's like, sit, like, please, please stay yeah. with me. <laughs> like, I'm not like having pity on you. Like, please uh, stay with me. But Jane uh, wanders back in. This is just like, I love these characters together and i love their like sibling relationship like rivalry of like uh <laughs> she walks in and charlie's like new saloon opening camp jay <laughs> i know that's some clever opening gamut to culminate in breaking my balls <laughs> <laughs> and then they like can't just have a normal conversation it's like no i'm just saying because i couldn't find you anywhere <laughs> she's like well i've been somewhere else you you fuck <laughs> you know <laughs> Uh, but Charlie's trying to say like, well, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going away for a while. And Jane's like, yeah, well, I'm moving out. I'm living somewhere else. And he's like, well, that, that's fine. And there's a, like Charlie, there's this whole thing. Like he doesn't want to tell her where he's going, which I didn't quite understand. Well, I mean, he's going to see the letter to Bill's even like the, oh, the scene opens. He's reading, looking at the letter to Bill and then he like hides it. Well, he doesn't and, yeah, want her to see it. Yeah, he doesn't because he knows, you know. That opens a new, an old yeah, wound. Yeah, it just, in, much like, you know, everybody wants, to, or, he, you know, he wants her to get better. That's just going to, if they start talking about that, she's she, A, she's going to be like, well, I want to go see to it too, you know. I want to do this for Bill. And also, she's going to be torn up about that all over again. And that. I mean, that ends in just him talking about being dead. Yeah. And it would, yeah, that'd be really painful to yeah. read. But he, he says something about, like, uh, she tells him he's going, she's going over to the chaise ami. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I didn't know if you're going over there because uh, you had some business arrangement. <laughs> like, I love her line. Yeah, I'm going to be queen <laughs> hooker. <laughs> <laughs> you're a keen fucking student of the human scene. <laughs> Uh, now we're in the hardware store <laughs> where William is watching uh, Trixie do her numbers. <laughs> he tells her that three plus three equals six. And <laughs> she goes, well, I sometimes put nine to amuse myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of telling yourself a joke on the paper. Uh, but then... <laughs> or to your teacher. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh, vigilant to detail like his paw. <laughs> Love that way of like calling Seth an asshole <laughs> without saying it, and also calling William an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now they're loading in the safe, and <laughs> yeah, that's really good, like yeah. physical comedy. Yeah. And in the the comments, like Jim Beaver says, they were actually holding that thing, which yeah. I'm like, God damn it! Uh, but Martha suggests, like, oh, maybe. Alma should be here for opening it since it's her thing. <laughs> she chooses the point where they're all holding it safe. <laughs> like, um, and I love that it makes like Ellsworth mad. And mm. so he just like drops it. Yeah. <laughs> and he storms off. Sends Seth like going forward. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I also, I, I love the idea that Ellsworth is stronger than Seth. Also. Yeah. yeah but I, like a lot. I, well, I don't know because like then there's two like, even if Seth let go, maybe the same thing happened. But yeah. like, I like that they're. It kind of puts in your mind the idea that like he was the one holding it the whole time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. Because like we see Seth as like, oh, he's this brute, or he, you know, he's just got this strength that you know he can decimate someone's face with his fist. But like Ellsworth, we just see as a sweet dude, but he's talking to his dog in the crick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like offering to marry Alma or whatever. But <laughs> when he's strong, yeah, when he's strong, you're like, oh wow. If a boulder needs hauling, I will haul it. <laughs> I wonder if Seth was surprised by that too. Like he thought he was doing all this work. <laughs> <laughs> he just like looks around, like straightens himself. Like <clears throat> I get, I'm, 
I've, I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ellsworth like storms off basically. Cause he's like, I can't believe we're going to have to put up with this shit. Mm-hmm. Trixie follows him out. And this was like a great, like, I love the scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a mirror. This was a similarly, like kind of a sibling thing. I thought, mm-hmm. and like Alma being the parent or, you know what? This might be like a scene of like parents and a child. Yeah. Like Trixie and Ellsworth are trying to take care of Alma. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what's your fucking problem? <laughs> you know, no, I love that bit where it's like, uh, he's like, I did everything I said I was going to do. Well, what the fuck's wrong with her? You're a good enough candidate. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, given all her givens or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, it's a warm endorsement. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, how did you present it? Were you enthusiastic? He's like, I didn't dance a fucking jig, if that's what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, I love they they like uh I love how they together like kind of work towards a way of like it's they're they're joined by this mutual concern mm-hmm. yeah. for Alma and like they're bickering lightly with each other but they're both pulling in the same direction like they're both frustrated by what's going on and they have only each other to take it out on even though they're on the same side and yeah. trying to work towards the same thing which happens a lot. There's a lot uh, of people, like in the next episode especially, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of people are feel helpless and they just take it out on each other. Oh, I mean, that, even though they're all like... Just Jib and Jane and Charlie the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Seth and Saul and, you know, they have their moments where it's like they just they have to take it out on each other. Mm-hmm. Now, we start, like, the first of a few scenes of Al and Miss Isringhausen where uh, basically they're they're trying to get Sarah Paulson off the show because she had another, like, she had a play coming up or something like oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> this this stuff is, like, really confusing to me. Like, I, I understand it, but I think it took me, like, a couple passes to be like, all right, what's going on? Yeah. Like, this one's not bad. Like, he tells her that... Uh, so the, um, the the letter that Alma wrote him is saying that, like, hey, I yelled at, like, Isringhausen. She knows that I know she's a Pinkerton, so that's my bad <laughs> sort mm-hmm. of a thing. Uh, so Al assumed that when Izzy was selling that, sending that telegram, she was telegram, uh, telegraphing her bosses saying, like, we can't trust Al, either that or, you know, he was going to reopen the bidding and try and get more money out of us. And Al has that line, <laughs> bidding is always o- his bidding is open always on everyone, Mrs. Ringhouse, <laughs> which is a very like, uh, I don't know. I could see someone hanging a poster with those words in their dorm or something <laughs> like life's a dirty game. You gotta be dirty to play. A <laughs> <laughs> bunch uh, of grind quotes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep 100% always on my grind. uh al then explained to her like look man (laughs) like alma keeping her claim is in my interest because like if her in-laws get it they're just gonna sell out to someone and that's gonna like local seat of power is gonna be completely undermined it's like maybe you should change your allegiance (laughs) uh and al tells her that uh, he intercepted a telegram back and her bosses were saying that she should have Al sign the documents then take 5,000 bucks and just disappear. Mm-hmm. That part I'm kind of confused about. Yeah. I was kind of wondering about that. Too. <laughs> like, oh, he's lying? and He's lying about having yeah. a telegram. Yeah, yeah. Uh, confused that she would buy it. Or seem to... Yeah. Yeah. Or she's like, um, she's at least kind of thinking like, all right, well, I'm not going to get what I want out of these people. So instead of getting murdered by them, I'll just, yeah, like take $5,000 from this guy and run away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that kind of seems, uh, kind of seems out of character for her because you think that she would just, you know, Stay in it and just because she's you know she's super super cunning yeah and so you're like kind of weirded out or not weirded you're kind of like 
kind of confused as to why she was like, oh, she's why is she stopping? Like, yeah, why is she getting out this cheap? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I'm sure if anyone wants to write into us and tell mm-hmm. us what we're missing. Um, but downstairs we see Dan still trying to get the telegram out of Blazanov. <laughs> Blazanov's like, cannot betray the privacy of private communications. <laughs> he's like, don't ever say what you won't do, Blazanov. <laughs> he's like, uh, but he says, like, you never know what you will do when your feet's held to the fire. And Blazanov kind of goes like, look, my parents have been murdered. I got no one else. He's yeah. like, uh, Dan asks, like, what are, you, what are you saying this for? And he's like, I hope having my feet to the fire wouldn't change me. It's like, oh shit, okay, respect. Like, mm-hmm. Blazanov's like, for real. He's not just some little carnival prize. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> little cartoon dude. Yeah. Like, this dude's fucking, like, for real. Uh, Back at the hardware store, <laughs> God, I really just want to enjoy what's happening mm-hmm. in these scenes. Like, what to come just, like, hangs over it. Yeah. Which is like William congratulating Tom on his on his ride. Yeah. And uh he's like, Oh well, thank you, young man, you know. Uh <laughs> but Tom's come to ask Seth if he learned anything about uh Moe's manual killing his brother. And that's when we see that like even Tom's like, I mean, he, he murdered him, right? Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> it's pretty clear that he murdered him. But he brings up it's like it's hurtful for something like that like brother against brother to happen in a place with my name on it and he said it's just the most recent hurtful event yeah like he was personally injured by wild bill dying in his place he's a very beloved person and you know maybe tom could have done something to prevent it and you know it's not just like the bad reputation tom like actually takes it to heart mm-hmm. and is saddened by it um but Seth's like look we might just have to, to drop it um but tom asks William to help him uh calibrate the bicycle's handlebars mm-hmm. and uh i love that william's like i don't know how to calibrate yeah <laughs> and, i love tom's line yeah knowledge is overrated young man diligence is what's required in the service of a willing spirit <laughs> like that's fucking true dude like yeah. when you get into life like it is all about just like you just gotta keep trying, fake yeah. until you make it, sort of a thing. Uh, like he's just like really good with William and just like having a lot of fun. Like gives him his hands, like oh oh, not so not so tight. Like oh, <laughs> what a grip. Uh, but back in Alma's room, Ellsworth is here to deliver the news that uh, Mrs. Bullock has invited her to see the safe being opened. <laughs> And, like, you can see Alma, like, what's her game? Like, yeah. what is she trying to do? And uh, Ellsworth's just like, uh, look, man, I just work here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, she's like, how did Mr. Bullock react to that? And he's like, uh, about as enthusiastically as I am. <laughs> uh, and then, like, Ellsworth presses her again on the proposal. And she's really, like, being kind of nasty back to him where he's like she's like do you want me to like make a decision right now before like i I still have to go over and see my safe being opened like Mm -hmm. you expect me to decide that and he's just like she's like do you put me to those terms it's like uh i guess not yeah (laughs) it's pretty shitty yeah um but at at the hardware store I love that they're sitting there and eating and, and Trixie's working still and Martha like is just kind of like Tri- like are you sure you won't won't join us and Trixie's just like really like you can tell she's very touched by mm-hmm. the offer she's like no I I don't usually eat lunch but but thank you yeah uh that's when Johnny comes in this goddamn great work <laughs> <laughs> like Johnny's like uh al wants to see you and such is like not right now and johnny you can tell at first is like that's not i don't understand <laughs> no like he's like uh, okay and he just like stands outside he just waits by the fucking door <laughs> yeah there's a great in the the 
Alan Seppenwall's blog comments, Jim Beaver was like, uh, one of the great things about that scene was Sean Bridgers. Like he had to basically do what Johnny was doing and just wait outside for us to finish. (laughs) And like, we'd eventually like occasionally look over and see him just like impatient and bored. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, back in the thoroughfare, like Tom is still talking to William about how great his bicycle is. Mm-hmm. And it's like a man tying the rope to the, f- the right rope to the frame and the other end to a thunderhead could use the machine to tow clouds. <laughs> <laughs> Just remind you of those old West tall tales. Like, yeah. You know, Paul Bunyan, Pecos Bill. Mm-hmm. Pecos Bill. Uh, and like Steve, <laughs> the drunk racist asshole. Yeah. This is, you know, let's, let's give him this one episode. Like yeah. this is the, the one decent episode of his, that's not true. I think he has like some brief moments, but like this yeah. episode, he's just like trying to find some joy in life between yeah. vendors. And I also, I also love that, like, um, you know, regardless of how many people are treated in this camp, like there's a certain like for a large group, they're like, oh, you know, that's this kid, you know, let's, it's kind of like a man. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, you mm-hmm. know, I like this kid, you know. Yeah, this this whole camp definitely like no one dislikes William and no. everyone's just like uh as we'll see later in the next mm-hmm. episode like everyone is very deeply invested in the future of the children. Yeah, yeah. I think um well yeah. Um but back at the hardware store Alma finally shows up and there's like legitimate <laughs> real peace between the two of them. Yeah, the first second. <laughs> just got like, what's this going to be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and then like Martha like just says like I wish you the best of luck with this bank like sincerely mm-hmm. good luck and like, <laughs> good good job by Molly Parker like sh- it's just straight up like what the fuck yeah <laughs> it's not disguised at all she's like oh my god okay cool and she's <laughs> like and Martha like had mentioned before like you know maybe I'll bring up the idea of me teaching the camp's children mm-hmm. while she's there and discuss it you know more successfully yeah. But like Alma just immediately goes like, you know what? You can teach the kids. <laughs> Martha doesn't even bring it up. It's like, oh my God, thank you. Hey, why don't you teach the kids? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And back in the thoroughfare, Tom wants to ride double with William. He's going to swing by and pick it up. And there's, there's Steve just standing there going, great, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was kind of weird to just say what's it, but I, I also kind of believe that a man in Steve the Drunk's position yeah. to be like, oh, there are good things in life. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I kind of, I buy that. Yeah. I, I think that's a good thing to put in there. Um, <laughs> I love this, like, she's reached a piece with Martha, like, okay, in the, in the hardware store, Alma's looking in the safe and she's yeah. reached a piece with Martha, but that doesn't mean she has a great rapport with everyone. All of a sudden yeah, <laughs> she's looking in, she's like, ah, yes. Um, this all seems to be in order. It's <laughs> like just looking at money. She's like, <clears throat> ah, yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, very good, very good. Uh, so yes, <laughs> but Trixie takes a chunk of gold from her corset. I guess it would be. Mm-hmm. It's not a bra. It's a um, whatever her top <laughs> corset, <laughs> and she's making the bank's first deposit, mm-hmm. which is like very uh, touching. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Like, uh, <laughs> there's more shots of Johnny outside, like. Like not understands like what why am I not moving? Yeah. <laughs> Seth like oh he he what does he call it? like he calls it a bit of wrist business? Oh <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He just wants you to to like uh, to witness some signings. Oh yeah. And Seth's like okay, I'll I'll go with you. <laughs> uh, now I think this is where the episode turns mm-hmm. completely. Moses. It's really like just get some head on it, like really yeah. ugly, and he's just like drinking and gambling and eating and, and Tess is under the t- <laughs> yeah, he, like this guy yeah. is throwing 
every fucking distraction and numbing agent like, <laughs> that he can into his body to like get past the fact that he murdered his brother just for some money. Yeah, and it's not working. Yeah, at all. Uh, he de- like he just like then like his rage explodes and boils over. Yeah, and you know accuses Leon of, of cheating. <laughs> this is now we see like Leon's competence where he's yeah. just like very smoothly and deftly mm-hmm. is like, sir, not cheating you. Everything is fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is the one time I've seen Leon like in control and capable. Calm, cool, collected Leon. Yeah. And like, uh, I think the sigh was even like, you know what? <laughs> when he doesn't have a load on, he's the best in the biz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he, he like, uh, is like give him give me my money back and size like all right like uh give him the give him his wager back call it a no bet and he's like no give it all back <laughs> it's like oh i see what's going on mm-hmm. so th- it's it's this that we're talking about um and it, it, like size like hot and cold run the dice mr manuals it's time immemorial <laughs> and uh he's like give me all your money back and walcott just like loses it mm-hmm. Including youth, Mr. Manuel? And why not beauty? Not credibly restored, perhaps, but as a new, non-negotiable term. Would you not have, too, your brother Charlie resurrected? Would you stipulate your envy of him be purged? Surely you'll insist that Charlie retain certain defects. His ineffable self-deceptions, for example, which were your joy in life to rebuke. And purpose, so far as you had one. I suppose you would see removed those qualities which caused you to love him. And the obliviousness to danger which allowed you to shed his blood. Like, this is... Walcott just gets, like, the best speeches. Yeah. All these, like... I, I think because he's the most intelligent character. Yeah. Or the most, like, well-read and educated. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but, like, man, he just gets beautiful monologues. And then Mose lifts up his pistol. One of the recaps I read, it said that he fires and misses. Hmm. Uh, I didn't think he had shot anything. I thought he just lifted it up. And then, like, by the time he does that, like, size men have taken him out. Yeah. But I think that is interesting because, like, it goes back kind of to, to um, Walcott's death wish. Yeah. Where, like, on the one hand, he's disgusted in this, like, sentimentality and weakness that he knows exists within himself. Right. And when he sees it in others, he's repulsed because it reflects his own weakness. Yeah. And he's just like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Or, you know, he's talking to himself. Yeah. But also like, like that causes him to lose his temper. But mm-hmm. then also it's like, if I push this guy and he shoots me, like, thank God I'm dead. <laughs> like I'm so yeah, they both tired. They both want to die basically. Yeah. And neither of them do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sai uh, is upset. Um, probably because he doesn't understand. Or yeah. he does understand. He's like, God damn it, Walcott. Like, <laughs> your bullshit is ruining us. Um, he tells... Uh, like, Walcott is like really impatient to see Bullock. He's like, I have to report a death to Bullock. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that completely until he brought it up. Uh, he tells him to go and let bullock know what happens before they get doc like let's not have any of the suspicion like yeah let him know what happened then get the dot like it's not gonna help they keep everyone keeps writing off mo's like <laughs> the guy's fucking dead <laughs> but yeah uh sometimes fat helps you live <laughs> i mean <laughs> good news for me uh back at the hardware store martha is helping sophia count with slices of sausage mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of neat Seth starts to write up. Uh, Saul is writing out a receipt. <laughs> Trixie's receipt. He's like, received from Trixie. Last name, the whore. <laughs> <laughs> and she like catches herself like, oh, yeah. I just said that I'm a whore. Yeah. Like everyone, but like I think it's a credit to everyone. Like no one seems to really care or yeah. notice. Uh, there's a there's a brief shot of Saul looking out the window. And he, he kind of like looks out like he sees something mm-hmm. or like that there's something out there that he can't quite see. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if he's looking at Tom on his bike, uh, on his bicycle or yeah. 
if he if this is him kind of sensing what's going to happen because we see events like this ripple through the camp yeah and this goes back to the theme of the camp is one big organism Mm -hmm. uh and something that happens to one part of the body is felt by the the rest of the body and it affects everything else and this is from todd vanderwerf in the av club uh when he talks about he does a lot of talking about how um there's all these events set in motion that lead directly to William's death, like Seth being called away and like uh, him not being quite able to get on the bike. Cause you know, like Steve lifts him up and he doesn't get him on the bike at first. Yeah. And then like, you know, the guys at the livery are trying to do it at that exact moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what he says. He says, everything conspires either directly or indirectly to lead to William's death as though it were something inevitable, something that could never be avoided. In stories, as in history itself, events link together in ways that seem obvious in retrospect, but play out devastatingly at the time. Mm -hmm. We are pawns in history or the narrative, but we are also driving it. Like, Mm -hmm. we have free will and we choose what we do, but at the same time, like, all these discrete, disparate actions... Yeah combined to make one result which so we're kind of swept in this wave of history that we have no control over even though we have complete agency in ourselves yeah which is really interesting and we'll talk about next episode too with with doc kind of being like man if like one little thing were different (laughs) (laughs) you know um uh so we get this is a lot like um episode four where wild bill dies yeah where it's like these quick shots of like Steve trying to lift William on the bike. We see Hostetler and Fields trying to tie down the horse. Uh, we see Isringhausen like nervously looking over all these documents she has to sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a there's a brief scene of like Steve tries to bribe William like <laughs> here take this money and William's like no I don't think he's like no just take it and you know maybe tell your dad that I'm not such a bad guy <laughs> that I helped you out. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Uh, Steve's gonna Steve. Yeah, but then the horse escapes and runs into the thoroughfare, and it runs over Steve and William. And there's just like in the episode of like Wild Bill, we see everyone notice the commotion, uh-huh. and everyone, even though they can't see what's happened, mm-hmm. they all slowly don like s- there's some sort of trauma to the body. Yeah. You know, in uh, the episode just ends with the shot of William lying unconscious on the ground and uh, pursuant to our discussion for next episode, it's kind of a God's eye view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which uh, is interesting yeah. if you think about it, all these events being coordinated and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It also doesn't Steve say something like, I think my back's broke. Yeah. Like nobody cares about Steve though. You guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's how that episode ends. So this is kind of setting up a lot that's gonna pay off next episode. Um, but it still has just really great individual moments. Like everyone in this show is really killing it. Like I, I we have our problems, uh, with Timothy Oliphant and uh you know I'm like really close to reversing my decision on Kim Dickens like yeah I think she's just straight up good yeah like uh, I think I've at this point I've kind of put those away my my like reservations towards pretty much everybody yeah because I could just see what they're all capable of yeah in next episode with Tim Oliphant yeah absolutely he's he's just straight up good yeah like there's there's nothing bad to say about it. No. Um but yeah, that's that episode. Yeah. Um any final thoughts tying it all together? Uh not really. I've been kicked by a horse. Oh, for real. One of my earliest memories we'll talk more about in the next episode. Oh my god. Yeah. I had um one time I was in a bouncy house that was a horse and uh it collapsed and like uh, the horse head like stuck out like above the front entrance, you know, uh-huh. and it like folded down and like came in and like looked at me as I was like drowning in a thing, and I'd like <laughs> kind of like scared me off horses for a while. 
Look Next week, we child. have two special guest hosts <laughs> tackling this episode. Because <laughs> we clearly have we some issues we have not worked through yet. We can't handle it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening again. Um, check us out, like we said, on Facebook uh, to search for Unauthorized Cinnamon. Check us out on Twitter, at Deadwood Pod. Uh, head to Mockingbird Network, uh, mockingbirdnetwork.com. Check out all the other great podcasts. My other podcast, Throwing Junk About Baseball. There's The Stacks, which is live comedy podcast. Just people, folks being funny. Uh, there's a bunch of great lifestyle and relationship. Probably one podcast. Uh, but yeah, until next week, we will talk to you guys later. Mocking Bird Network.